Hey, welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast. Uh, today, Tim and I talk a little bit about the um, 2023 and what it's going to bring for us personally and professionally. We dive into these ideas of given our independent seasons of life, what we're going to choose to focus on um, as husbands, as fathers, as professionals as this year evolves. So as always, we're glad you're here. Let's get started. I mean, I guess if they got cold enough. They what? Would, they got cold enough. The, the, In snow, they'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would grip into the ice like metal. No, 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 no. Yeah. Have you ever have you? I guess have you ever used crampons? I guess you, you haven't. No. I would think that would be. I think that'd be kind of cool in some ways, but man, I think they'd be hard. Those guys that climb Mount Everest, they have to use those. Yeah. And that I think that would hurt. Well, like you've ever been walk, like walked and like or like sat down and like kicked yourself with your own heel? Oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> oh, listen. I'm dumb enough that's to step a, on my own toe before. I'm stepping my own finger. Before. You do that with a with a crampon. It's a fatal accident. Oh, it's like you just, yeah. Go right through your Achilles. You're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose something. Ouch. Yeah, especially if you fell with those things going backwards and just your legs are flailing all over the place. Nothing. Nothing good can come from that. Yeah, but I don't know if you're really worried about like if you're if you're if you're in a situation where you need to wear a pair of crampons, right? And you begin to fall. I think making sure that whatever. You, that you don't hit something with those cramps is probably the last thing on your mind. Yeah, you're probably, probably careening towards a, the the void. But I mean, usually you, you're you're still attached to something, somebody, right? I mean, we're all attached to something, Tim. Where are you going with that? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> one of the, one of the coolest videos I saw the other day was, um, we've you you know you grew up skiing, yeah. So you skiing, and you remember the old, um, uh, what do they call them T lifts or yeah, what, what do they call those things that like they're not chair lifts, but that. They're on like a spring or like a rope mm-hmm. type deal, and and some of them have like a round thing that kind of you put down. Put it between your legs and kind of sit on it. Yeah. yeah, and and it just basically pull, you're on your skis, but uh-huh. pulls up the mountain. And there was one you may have seen it. It was on Instagram the other day, and this guy at the very top like falls and eats it, and he's coming down the hill. And there's like there's nowhere to go. It takes out like and he's half just falling, and it's just every single person's there, and you see him coming, and it just takes them out. And then the two of those two people take out the next person, and by the time he gets to the bottom, there's like 15 people just sliding down that mountain as a whole and if you're on the end of that thing man it's just a matter of just take it off and ski down yeah because you're gonna get hammered and i was probably i don't know 12 or 13 and we were skiing in showdown which is southeast of great falls montana and um you know you get to like you're at the top of the mountain you get to the midway or like the the chair point at the middle of the mountain generally says slow down Mm -hmm. right like slow Mm -hmm. down from here from here forward i wasn't and this is going to come as is a is a shocker to you i wasn't really good at listening to those kind of rules no and um, I mean, I was going as fast as I could. Yeah. And I come around the corner and here's this this older guy and he's oh. he's snow plowing his way down. And all I could do was lay it down and mm-hmm. get to my side and try to try to avoid him. I mean, he he did a solid two flips and landed <laughs> wham. And he went down the chair, he went down the 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 rest of the ski hill on the in a sled and being pulled by a snowmobile. Did he really? And I got kicked off the mountain. Yeah. You're lucky that's all happened. Yeah. I mean, th- that that poor guy went flying. And it reminded me of that video. <laughs> I'm just which, thinking through that, and it sounds glorious. Which, again, for me, like it, stuff like that, if you knew me, was so out of character when I was that age. And to this, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and still is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just a human wrecking ball. Have you seen, speaking of Instagram videos, have you seen the one, I think it's in Eastern Europe somewhere, and the like the like basically the, the chair system breaks and it starts going in reverse? No. And it gets to the bottom and it goes around and it's just flinging these people out. No way. And then it starts piling up. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, 
it's not graphic, but you could tell some people got really hurt, injured because they're halfway up the mountain, and this thing comes around to the bottom and just it hooks that corner yeah. and flings, them, flings like, them like fifty feet, like they just go flying. <laughs> And, but yeah. then again, the chairs all start piling up and people yeah. aren't getting out of the way. So like these it, things are going probably, I mean, I don't know, 25 miles an hour. I'm, really? I'm guessing. Because again, like, you know. There had to be some physics broken kicks bones in. and legs. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can. I'm surprised I haven't sent that to you, but I'll find it. Yeah, you got to send it to me. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. So I, my favorite ski, my favorite ski story was when I was little, we would go ski with uh, our family. We'd go ski with my uncle and aunt and their two, they had two sons that were, one was exactly my age. And, uh, so we would always kind of start off together in the mornings and about one o'clock, the kids still have energy. And so we're going, so it was about 12 o'clock, almost one. And, uh, so we were, we were, we were skiing down a black and my uncle and my dad really had no business being on it. We were, <laughs> we got pretty good on moguls, but this was back. There's not as many big moguls as there used to be used to, man, these moguls, like you get down in between two and you can't see over the top of them. Right. They're five, six foot tall. And so, but. Something, somehow or another, my dad and my uncle accidentally got on this double oh, black no. with us, right? And man, you look down, it's just, you look like if you just fall, you're just gonna fall and, and not even touch the snow, just fall. And it's a bad one. And uh, the the name of the run was Tiger. I don't know why they called it that, but it was Tiger. Doesn't and it was, in a lot of those runs, you know, the lift actually comes up on the run. So you're, it's mogul, so you're literally going down right by the lift. And sometimes the big lift poles, you know, you have to avoid them. Right. And man, I bet, I bet my uncle didn't get six feet and just ate it. And he would just get up and eat it and get up and eat it. And, and, and you're doing that and you're looking up and people are watching you. And that's the worst part. And so my uncle's laying there and he's just exhausted. I bet he's probably, probably on his 10th fall. And he's laying there and he's one of those guys who always had a camera on his neck. So he's got all his gear and stuff. And man, just miserable and he's exhausted. Like he's just breathing hard. And so he's just laying there and he's looking up. And some guy looks down at him and says, make the tiger purr, big boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and my uncle just looks up and he just shakes his head. And we're all just busting out laughing. But from, I mean, the rest of my life, the day I die, never. every time something happens like that, Every time that it's always make the tiger purr, big boy. Yeah, you guys are going skiing coming up, right? Uh, next week. That'll be fun. Next week, going up yeah. to Colorado. Yeah, uh, going to Breckenridge. It's actually ah, that's the right. um, that's where I learned to ski when I was like seven years old. Um, it's much different now. I, I haven't been back to Breckenridge since I was a kid. So one of our friends, as you well know, yeah, um, it's his birthday, and his sisters has anyway. She has access to this ski house thing. And so that's what they gave him for his. That's usually birthday. what we do in spring break too. And and we went up, and of course I skied like six months after my back fusion, which is not was not. That's a great idea. That, which is fine as long as you don't fall. D does the metal get cold inside of you? You know, oddly yeah. enough, I, I don't I don't think so. No. Okay. Now I I do know like when like the temperature changes, like I feel it in my leg now, but not then. Like which maybe was a result of skiing There's before a storm my back coming, was falling. I feel it in my leg. So yeah, you're you're not lying, man. Yeah. But it was as long as I don't fall down, and I didn't fall down. It was it was fine. Yeah. But it it really does change the types of runs that you go on, yes, and people does. just worry about you the whole time. I bet they do. Yeah, and it's not like I go slow. I just know that like I'm not built for moguls anymore, man. So the term "got to be careful" one of your screws could come loose is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, like and not metaphorically. No, I mean like they actually, physically they actually do yeah. come loose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we'll go skiing again this year. I, I enjoy the heck out of it, man. Yeah. You know, you know, skiing is fun with family, but it's also very trying as a family. 
Yeah, and I think the the trick in that is is if you can is is get a ski and ski out. Oh, yeah. It changes everything. It does. And and we did that when we went to Big Sky that year. Just got one halfway up the mountain and we had it was it was us, it was the four, six of us and then my brother and his wife and his two kids who at the time were 16 to 14 and then they're like 9 month old. Dude, I bet skiing in Montana gets cold too. Yeah. But we just got to ski and ski out and that way there was a there was a, you know, run literally yeah. you left the garage <clears throat> and, and skied down yeah and so you you, you start there and you in there yeah and, and so if you want to be done at noon be done at noon if you wanted to ski you know all day you could ski all day we made, it, made it way easier rather than having to wait at the lodge and you know shuttle your way back oh my up gosh. It's just, it becomes miserable we had we have um it wasn't ours we, my mom actually met this couple in the lift line of all things my mom has this ability to meet people and and make friends and anyway this guy had this condo and it's literally on the side of the mountain and so the, there's one condo on the side of the mountain that kind of meets the mountain and it's the exact one. And you go out outside the sliding glass door onto the deck, put your skis on, ski off the deck and down. And at the end of the day, you literally ski down hmm. in the snow up to, you ski up on the deck and take your, take your skis off. It was that good. And after that, man, nothing else is as good. You're right. It, so it does. Good. It does kind of ruin it. Yeah, it does. It'll, <clears throat> it'll ruin you. Yeah. So. Topic for today? Uh, I thought, yeah, what were yeah, we talking I about? I think what, what we're focusing on for 2023? I think it's what it is. Other than skiing, Other than skiing, right? Yeah, we have, yeah. We have skiing coming up. Yeah. We're, we're going to focus not we're gonna focus on that too, but good topic. Deep topic. It can get deep, yeah, for sure. For for what we what we want to focus on. You know, and, and, and for me, I'll, I'll start on this. Is, That'd be great. You know, like, I as, as, as you know, like, kind of been working my way through this kind of intensive overhaul of like myself and, and the way that I approach life and, and a lot of, you know, stuff that is the baggage that has accompanied that along, along its path and, yeah. and went through an interesting, you know, like my mom passed away last Thursday and with that and, and people like, Oh my goodness, it's such a sad event. And it is, but if you knew the story, it would, it kind of, you know it. And so it yeah, kind of tells, yeah. tells us the side of it, but you know, kind of the closing of that chapter. So for me, the 2023 is this like continuation of, of really finding out who I am. And as a result of that, finding out what I'm not and who I'm not. Right. And, and it, it was, again, a very profound thing to have happened for her to pass because that, that, that was a chapter in the book that was kind of left lingering. Yeah. Right. And now that that's closed, it, it, it lets you, it lets me kind of move forward and continue this like evolutionary process of, of becoming the type of man that I need to be and want to be and the type of person that I don't want and, and not being the, the, the person that does the things that, that are not representative of who I am as a person. So, you know, and we've talked about this for a long time and this has been going on for a while and, and she's been sick for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you and I communicated a little bit after that took place, but you know, does it make when, when things like that happen, does that make you reflect more? Yeah. Does it, does it make you think differently? Not differently, but does it make you think in a different way or, or, or review things in a different way, at least right now while it's kind of fresh? You know, it makes you ask questions that, that you, I didn't think that I would ever ask, right? Really? Like, you know, things and to be candid, like, is my mom going to heaven? Yeah. Right. Like you, you never think you're going to have those types of conversations, right? You, you just, you, you never, as a kid, don't think that you'll ever think those thoughts. Right. Yeah. But you know, and, and it makes you evaluate the sadness. Right. And like when, when I found out, like I didn't have like this big crying breakdown moment again, this thing has been coming on for a couple of years. And so it makes you reflect a lot about yourself and your feelings and your emotions and why, and dive into why you feel the way that you do yeah. because you can't, there's no escape and it's laid bare to the world. Like everybody else is bawling and you're not the one bawling. Like, yeah. why am I 
Am I feeling this first way? thing is, am I really that jaded? Right. But then you stop and think, well, yeah. So maybe, it, maybe it, it absolutely does. It, it causes you to reflect and, and ask questions that, that you're, even if you're unprepared to answer it, which some of those who is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and you may not ever get answered, right? Yeah. But, but I think for me, it started this like kind of the next chapter of this like exploration of myself and how to get answers to those questions over time Yeah, and help again, myself become better over time and heal over time from some of that stuff that, that, that has been lingering out there. And you know, it's out of every time, and we talk about this quite a bit on the, on the podcast, but you know, every time there's any event happen that is difficult, um, you know, our whole thing is, man, don't miss the opportunity to learn from it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for what you're going to get out of this. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, n- nothing anybody ever wants to face, but in that, it's inevitable, right? Life, does, isn't forever. And those that we love and those that we've gone through life with, they pass and we will one day. Yeah. Um, and you know, to stop it, 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 I don't know why it's the same for me is every time something like this happens, I stop and I reevaluate life and I reevaluate what life means to me. And in there's, there's nothing like that that breaks things down to its most simplest form, you know? And, that is, you know, people, and we talked about this in the lab pod, on two podcasts ago, is at the end of the day, man, it's about people. Mm-hmm. It's about people that you love and people you're close to. And, you know, family's family and, and you can't get rid of them. And the reality is, is you're stuck with them for life. Whether you like them, love them, in between, you're stuck with them for life. And, and there's something built into us that even though sometimes family members, we don't always like or like to be around or enjoy being around, they're still family. And, um, and when you lose one of those, it affects you differently, you know, right. and you can have a really close friend, but it still is just di- different. It affects you differently, but, but it makes you reevaluate, you know, what's important to you. And it makes you reevaluate, um, the people in your life and, and how do you treat those people? And to me, it's, it's those moments simplify life 10 times. Right. And, and you know, over a period of time, it, you know, things get crazy and, it gets complicated again, but you know, those things tend to make things really simple and really clear. You know, and when, when I found out, I remember the first two things that I felt were sadness for my mom and sadness for my kids. It wasn't mm-hmm. sad. I never, it wasn't sadness for me. And like that kind of came later and you know, that kind of right. evaluation, but right. I felt sad for the kids. Right. Because I think you, we all have this like idyllic scenario in our heads about what our parents are going to be to our, to our kids. Right the, the, you know, the fairy tale grandparents. Right. Yeah. And neither one of my kids kind of were able to have that experience. And again, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't all bad, but it was, you know, I don't think Caitlin could pick my mom out of a crowd. Right. Right. And so sadness that it's like, man, like I'm sad that they didn't get that experience. Yeah. Right. And then sad for her that she died at 59 sadness for her that she didn't get to do the things that I think she wanted to do Yeah. because you know, it got, it got, it got cut short. So yeah. you're, you're right. Like it, it really does get pretty simple, pretty quick. You know, for me, it's, um, it makes me stop and think, you know, what kind of parent do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And you and I've talked about this at length, you know, the way we grew up affects greatly on what type of a parent we are. You know, there's some things that, man, I, I think I want to do very different. There's some things, my parents that were awesome and I tried to replicate. Um, but then I think about as a grandparent, you know, which is probably down the road for me before it is for you. Let's hope. And, um, 
God willing, is that what they say? Yeah, God, yeah. And, and, and think about that. And I have to stop and think, man, what, what do I want to be to my grandkids? And, and you think about what, you know, when you were going through that with your mom and your kids, like, man, I wish she could have spent more time with my kids or my kids spent more time with her. Why didn't they? And what do I want to do to make my grandkids want to spend time with me? Right. I don't want to hover, but at the same time, I want them to be excited to come to see me. I right. want to be the fun grandparent when they're young and to be that one that sits down and, you know, they, they, that they can come talk to. And, you know, that sometimes they can't always talk to their parents about, they can come to me. Uh, that's the kind of thing I think about when situations like that occur is who, based on that, who do I want to be? Yeah. And it, it, it makes things fairly simple. Yeah. There was a whole lot of that for me again. Like I want to be around longer been 59 for my kids and for yeah you know hopefully 10 years from now my, yeah. my grandkids yeah um but so it, it makes you evaluate life choices it does you know not physical obviously right it, like it, taking, it goes back to values right sure taking care of your body number one right like, right. like, like but also taking care of the relationships that you have in your life yeah. right it, because again like it, it gets real finite real quick yeah right and knowing that I don't know how long I have left. Right. So yeah. like if I were to die tomorrow in a tra tragic accident, what would people say about me? And what, yeah. what would my kids say about the relationship they, that, that they had with me? And it's not like you want, like you want to look forward to your eulogy, but you want to look forward to each day and maximizing it. So like when that time does come, you don't feel like you left a lot on the table or people feel sad for you because you didn't get to live the life that you wanted to live. Right. right? It's, it's the legacy you leave. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you know, if we really think about it, what are the things that we live for? Why don't we do what we do? And that's that we want to leave a legacy behind us. Not that we were great, but that fill in the blank, whatever's important to you that you leave behind. I, I know the other day, um, it was Christmas day that we were, um, we were at the Mavs game, Dallas Mavericks game. Mm -hmm. And that was the same day that they unveiled the Dirk statue. And um, it was really cool. I, I like that guy. And if, yeah. if you don't know much about Dirk, follow him. He's super humble one of the few guys that stayed with this team, like 21 years, I think one team. And, um, you know, here they literally made this huge statue of him sits out in front of the, in front of the stadium. And, uh, I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, this, that's happened maybe in basketball three, four five yeah. times. Maybe it's a big deal. And it's a Cuban did a good job with it. Um, and they ask him, you know, why is this important to you? And he's like two reasons. Number one, he goes, I want people to see what loyalty means. And that was important to me is, you know, the fans in Dallas, the people in Dallas have been really good to me. And I wanted to be loyal to them back. I wanted to bring them a championship. But even after that, he could have gone to any other team. He probably, he probably threw away $30 million, $40 million to stay oh, with one team, yeah. if not more, right? But for him, he wanted to leave a legacy behind of, of that, of um, – being there for the team, staying with them, you know, loyalty. And the other part is he said, you know, what's cool about this is I'll be dead and gone, but people will still come and see what I was able to accomplish. And hopefully they'll ask why I'm like, you know, man, that's cool. It's not about the ego of having you, you know, a, this 12 foot sculpture of you, you know, but people ask, why was he important? You know, why do they have a sculpture of him and looking up what his accomplishments were, but more than that, on the bottom of the sculpture, it, it, I think, I forgot what it says, something about loyalty. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. That's a cool legacy that here you're going to be in the hall of fame, basketball hall of fame. You're going to, you know, all these great, probably one, I think the top 
10 shooters of all time, points wise, all this stuff. But the legacy he wanted to leave behind was, you know, different than just his numbers and stats. Yeah. And you can't assign a dollar value to that, right? Yeah. And I'll guarantee you for him and for his family and his values, it exceeds whatever delta that he left on the table right. in terms of salary and bonuses and all that it kind is. Of stuff. It right? is. And, yeah. you know, he, he, he leaves behind that, but he also, now that he retired, he used to, and he wouldn't want to focus on his children, take him to school. And yeah. that, that's cool. You know, yeah. that's, that's really cool. So thank you for sharing that about you. One of the things that I'm, I want to work on for 23 is, you know, our lives are a lot different now that the kids are gone. And, you know, I'm, I'm one that I don't sit still very well. You know that about me. Yeah. And, you know, there's now there's not kids to come home to with, you know, oh, there's issues or this, we got a ball game to go to or, you know, whatever it is, then I don't have that. I mean, I come home and there's Oliver and Piper and Jamie and that's, that's it. And they're, you know, they're pretty chill and chill's great for a while, but, um, I, I'm having to learn how to be still. Hmm. And, um, so what I'm working on in 23 is, is having peace with being still. And, um, it's a fight. It's a fight internally I struggle with. And, um, you know, there's, it's not that I got to be still all the time, but still it's just, it's what, it's kind of where we are in life. And it's not, I'm not being reactive like I used to because there's stuff hitting me in the face when I get home. It's, that's not the case yeah. and it's different for me. And so, uh, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm, I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it, but it's, it's a challenge for me for sure. Interesting question on that. And a thought is that you are who you are, right? right? You are a million miles an hour in your mind kind of guy. You, if, if you don't find a problem, you're going to create a problem. Oh yeah. Right. And that's who you've been for as long as you've been alive. Right. And so how do you find the peace and the stillness in your mind while not losing who you are, right? Cause you're, you're not the guy that's going to go home and pick up a leather bound book and sit in a chair next to a fire and, mm -hmm. and read the Iliad for six hours. That's, right. that's not who you are. Right. right. So, so how do you, how do you find that balance? And, and, and let's be clear. It's not really what, wait, I'm gonna, I gotta be careful when I say this. It's not really what I want to do. It's, you know, Jamie's wired different than I am. Sure. She, and she needs that quiet chill time she Why needs like sitting down and watching a netflix thing or or you know making a fire and sitting down and you know uh, i can do some of that but it's now that we we're not hit with all these other things we have more time for that mm -hmm. and so we're trying to find that balance of going and doing and you know being adventurous like i enjoy and then her chilling and and so but part of what makes us work is that opposite thing so but that, back to your question um, I don't know how in the heck I'm going to do it. <laughs> so um, uh, I'd love suggestions. So please leave that. So yeah. use these questions up. Please leave suggestions for me in in the um, in the notes or on Instagram or whatever of, of how if you've been through that before, how do you go about doing it? I, um, I'm trying to right now do it through practice, right? Just having a night, we're just chill and go. Okay, what? How did I do? You know. How many times do I get up and just have to walk around or whatever? Um, and how am, how do I learn to be still? And it's not that I'm trying to change who I am because that's not, that'd be the worst thing that can happen. Jamie doesn't want that. I don't want that. But there needs to be balance. Sure. Th that's where, again, knowing you and knowing Jamie, I think it's it's finding the exercise or the activity rather that that brings you activity, but it brings her peace. And I think that's where basketball, as I observe you guys doing oh, things like that, that's it, been it, great. 
it brings it it states different needs for you, yeah. right? And and even you know I've I've been there in the stands and you know in, in other seats and I've seen you guys and the way Jamie interacts during a game and the way you interact during a game is different. And yeah. and it it fills your need of getting a little bit of stillness, but also being engaged in an activity. And Jamie's kind of taking it all in, and and I think that seems to be from where I how I observe it a peaceful thing for her. Very much, yeah. yeah. Something we both enjoy, and that's you know that's one thing that's hard for. Um, married couples is trying to find that one thing that you both enjoy that you can both do because man, what I really enjoy doing as far as hobbies and everything is she has no interest in it. Right. You know, like my flying, I was like, man, I want to go fly this afternoon for an hour. And she's like, have fun. Like you want to go? And she's like, why would I want to go? You know, it's, it's not, it's not what she enjoys sure. doing. So, but to find those few things that we really enjoy together, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I don't think it has to be the traditional sense of just sitting and being still, right. It's finding those mutual activities that, that bring you your internal joy. It, it is, but you know, but also having the autonomy also, to be able to go do. There's also things that I really, really enjoy doing that I want her to do with me that she just doesn't love doing. Yeah. And she does it because she loves me and, and I need to be able to do that with her too. Right. So that's why I'm saying sometimes that's just sitting still. Sure. And I, I don't do that for me. I'm not doing it for us. I'm doing it for her, which in turn is for us. Right. Um, and so learning how to do that and be okay with it. And, you know, I, I know I can't because back in the day when we first got married, I mean, I couldn't stand going shopping with her. I mean, it would drive me berserk. And, and part of it was is she was the time. She's not anymore, but, like, she would go to a place and turn over every single thing in the store and look at it and have to touch it. And she she's very tactical, tactile like that, right? She has to – she had to go – like, we would go into a ceramic store, and I knew walking in, I said, okay, this is going to test me big. And she would go through there and spend an hour and she would just like not buy anything in the store. She'd go look at it. I mean, these are expensive things. She's picking up and looking at them. And I'm going, you know, <laughs> and, and looking at them and look how much they are. And, you know, oh, that's cool. And this and that. And so I've learned to be over the years, I've learned to be okay with that. Right. And she's part of it learned not to drive me crazy with going and flipping over everything in the store and looking at it. So um, we kind of learned about it. So now I kind of enjoy going with her. Yeah. So I know I can do it. Well, and there's also the mutual benefit of of you get the happiness of going and doing things, right? Yeah. And she gets the happiness of you going away to go do things. Yes. And, and we've, boy, we've talked talk about marriage counseling. We've done that before where marriage counselors like, you know what? You guys just need to get away from each other. For yeah. A while. Like three days a week, Tim, you need to go. Like, wait, apartment here. And I was like, this, I'm going to spend three days. I'm going to work and I'm going to stay downtown. And that was what we needed. Yeah. Because we're trying to figure this stuff out. And she, she not that she didn't want me around, but she didn't want me around, you know, for a while. It'll be interesting watching the year play out. You trying to figure out some sort of, yeah. I, 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 I'm happy for you. Yeah. It just, it's like trying yeah. to divide by zero. Like so it the, just doesn't even compute. So the popcorn you're going to eat while you watch <laughs> is going to be buttered, or, or is it going to be kettle corn, or just you know spinning? Yeah, in with your the, in your recliner. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love watching this one. Yeah, I'll send you I'll send you some books to read. <laughs> <laughs> some scotch, scotch. <laughs> books meaning scotch a yeah in a in a pipe a corn Ooh, cob pipe i do well, i don't know about a corn cob pipe but you know i love a pipe yeah a tobacco pipe let's be clear let's be clear <laughs> let's let's clarify here let's be clear i mean this is a different age and time but yeah so <laughs> yeah sitting there with a robe on with a what do you call those things like the go around your neck the the like a, not a scarf but what they call this back in the day you i didn't grow back in the day <laughs> what they call those anyway no, it doesn't matter it. yeah um but anyway doing that smoking my pipe and you know watching the grass grow 
you know it's funny keeping people, the kids off my lawn <laughs> people would think like the way i talk like we're like 30 years apart in age and we're <laughs> not even close you'd like to think we are though you like to think we're 30 years it's apart. my emotional immaturity <laughs> <laughs> is it just because my hair is completely white now maybe and i don't have any it's je- frankly part of it's jealousy uh yeah whatever well, we got a lot to work on this year, man. We do, and um, you know, it's and, and one of the cool things is is, is you know I'm, I'm not I don't have 15 things. Yeah. It's just I'm gonna I'm gonna take a few things at a time, and and try to work. And those are the big ones, right? I mean, the big ones you kind of have to be patient with them. Yeah. So if I come in and sit still, it won't ever happen. No, I don't. Again, like, that won't ever happen. Even, like, not don't, here. Don't, because you like you you'll you'll make me nervous. I don't. Hey, I don't have to be nice here. I can just be myself. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, man. Till next time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks.